This is episode 37, How to Find Solitude. Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your children, and your partner. We are going to give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. This is Felicia Allen. I am a social media marketer, writer, and a mom to three boys, ages four, two, and one. And I'm Tara Lynn Griffin, an English professor turned stay-at-home mom to four kids, ages 10, eight, five, and two. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you, our awesome listeners. Let's find the magic together. All right, I'm going to start us off with a face palm today, and it's a first world problems face palm. <laughs> and that is we are in our rental right now, and it's an older home that was vacant for a little bit, I don't think too long, but basically everything is breaking at one time. <laughs> All our our AC went out, our fridge is like defrosting and then refreezing. You know, how have you heard of fridges doing that? They like old fridges, they defrost, but then they overcompensate. No, that doesn't sound Apparently. good though. I've had a lot of repairmen over telling me about this. And then they refreeze. So then like everything, like all our milk is just like a solid block in the fridge. In your fridge. Yeah. Not your and freezer. Both. both. Oh. And then you open it and it's just like the freezer is like raining into the fridge. So that's fun. And the AC and all the things and it's just a face bomb. And it's hot right now. <laughs> it's hot. I mean, it's September and we're still like. Yeah. 100 degrees when we 90s. went to bed last night our thing our thermostat said 85 in your house in our house <laughs> like all my kids i like go in their room and they have they're like in their undies not even a sheet over i'm just like sprawled sweating <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cute but wow so i love ac i'm an ac gal so i'm a little bit yes. like scratchy about it doesn't it make you it blows <laughs> my mind grateful. first of all it's totally first world problem yep because i know a lot of people in the world don't even live yep. with that but not only that, but I mean, just my grandma. Really? All growing up. She's like, I didn't have AC until yeah. I was like 30. Yeah. I don't know how people survive. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm acclimated to my 73 degrees everywhere I go temperature. <laughs> yes. It's crazy. It makes, uh, yeah, it makes me grateful. Yep. But I'm sorry that you're it's okay. dealing with that. It gets fixed. <laughs> well, I have a high five today, and mine is that I have joined a yoga studio, and I am, like, on cloud nine about it. So, I mean, Felicia's probably sick of me just, like, every time we're together, I'm like, and then this, and my shoulders are sore, and I love it. Anyway, so I've told you guys before that in my uh, morning ritual, I have had a pretty minimalistic approach to working out. I mean, it's literally like a 10-minute run up my hill and a few push-ups. Um... But I have wanted to learn how to do aerial silks, which are like where like the silks hang from the ceiling and you like have a lot of upper arm and core strength and like Mm -hmm. can do these cool things. I saw a lady perform years ago and I was like, oh my heavens, I forgot to learn that. It was on my list of things I wanted to do. And I looked it up back then and then I just kept having babies and it wasn't (laughs) really never worked for me to be like, let me pick up a new thing. Um, or I guess I should say I could have chosen to, but I didn't choose to. It just mm-hmm. didn't feel feasible mm-hmm. to me at the time. And and I love yoga. Obviously, you guys have heard me talk about yoga. But just recently, like this year, I was feeling it again. I'm like, ah, oh, I really want to learn. And I Googled it. And I was there is a studio literally three <laughs> minutes away from my house that teaches 
these aerial silks. So I went and I tried it and I'm like obsessed. And not only they offer like acro yoga, which I've never done before. I like show up to the first class. Like, I don't even know what this is, but it's so fun. You're like lifting people and anyway, and aerial hammock. And there's like this hoop thing that you pull yourself up on. It's called Lyra. Like there's like this whole world guys that I'm feeling. I used to feel like yoga was this rejuvenating thing that I just loved. I mean, I truly, I mean, I love it. And now I feel like this whole world has like opened up of, first of mm-hmm. all, I'm a total beginner on all those items. Mm-hmm. Yoga is the only one of those things that I've done regularly. Mm-hmm. All those other things that I just mentioned are new. Acro yoga, all the aerial things. So it's totally humbling because it's like, oh my heavens, I, I can't even do this. <laughs> like like mm-hmm. I go to my classes and I'm like, I can't even do this. <laughs> or I went to a handstand class yesterday. I literally, like my shoulders, I couldn't even hold myself up at the end. Like... I mean, it's so, it's such an awesome feeling though. The beginner's mindset to do something that's outside of your comfort Mm -hmm. zone a little bit, but I don't know. I just feel like as an adult, it's like thrilling to have something that's like, I'm totally a beginner and there's this whole world that I didn't even know really existed. And it's this great community of people that are like, I just feel like it's this really great positive Mm -hmm. vibe there. And Mm -hmm. anyway, for the first time in a long time, I'm like, pumped about geeking working out. out totally and the reason the thing I love about it too I have told you guys this but now I'm actually feeling like I'm getting to the point after each baby it was really like a I don't know I feel like you kind of we've talked about this you've had you pare down my miracle mornings are a little abbreviated but now I feel like I'm starting to get I mean for months now it's been like for the most part well for over a year now, except for the few phases we go through mm-hmm. <laughs> that I've shared with you guys mm-hmm. where my 5 a.m. wake up is hard. But like for the most part now, my body is used to waking up at five. So I can still do my miracle morning and I can actually devote a whole you know hour mm-hmm. to exercise. Whereas before, honestly, I can't even think of the last time where I was willing to do that regularly. Right. But now I'm looking so forward to going that like I'm pumped. Like I go to bed at night and I'm like, wait, what's the class tomorrow <laughs> I'm going to? Yes. I'm yeah. so excited about yeah. it. So I'm like loving and and I can go with my husband. It's like a high we're gonna have to be talking about this later today. Mm-hmm. But like it's some high quality leisure. Funner <laughs> than watching a show even. Anyway, mm-hmm. so that's my high five is yoga studio. I found something that I love, 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 love doing. And if you're in northern Utah, it's called Root to Rise Studio. And it is spectacular. Like I the first day I went, this guy had driven down from Idaho, which is like four which hours is away. Not close. <laughs> If you're wondering. <laughs> and he's like, I just, it's so yeah. awesome. It's worth coming down to. Like, it is so great. I can't yeah. believe it's been by my house this whole time and I haven't gone until now. So if you want to come. Something I love about is so Terlin and I, our personalities, I feel like we have a lot of things the same and something that we have a little bit different is, and I love this about Terlin and it inspires me. And she, when she does something, she, I'm a dabbler. So she like tells me about this. I go to one of the classes <laughs> and I'm like, that was fun. <laughs> Check. <laughs> But Terlyn goes all in, and I love it. So she, seriously, she'll go to every class every single day that she will love. <laughs> if I could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I love that about you. And my kids so go to the classes, so it's mm-hmm. so fun. Mm-hmm. Like, we go she'll to like, be like, we're going to Root Rise like four times today. Want to come? It's so fun. <laughs> and they're like obsessed with it. Uh, and we can like go to a flexibility class together and just stretch. Mm-hmm. It is like, oh, yeah. I could keep raving. But yeah. it's so fun. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. I love that. Okay, so today we are going to be talking about solitude and finding how to find solitude in your life. Mm -hmm. And we're going to make a case for it. So hopefully you guys are like at the end of this, I want more solitude Mm -hmm. in my life. So we are um, 
really we were really inspired lydia lydia <laughs> felicia and i yeah. just read digital minimalism by cal newport and it is wow so good wow 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 yeah like i you mean feel, if you're feeling any pull towards like tech is taking up space in my life that i want to free up read the whole book it's in, so good. In fact, if you want to motivate yourself <clears throat> to feel that, just yes. pull up your smartphone right this second and look at your screen time report. Yeah. And think, oh, what if I just got back those hours? Yeah. <laughs> you know totally. I mean? It's kind of a motivation to be like, oh, yeah. My. Anyway, like I'm talking, I mean, we, we read books all the time that we obviously love, but this one, I have a feeling this is going to be up there. Ugh, this is a big statement. <laughs> It might be up there with Miracle Morning in mm -hmm. the, hopefully, the shift in it's making in my life. Shift. Like, yeah. I, I think I'll look back on this book and be like, oh, wow. In 2019, yeah. I read that book and it made a shift. Just mm -hmm. like when I read Miracle Morning five years ago. I mean, it yeah. literally, I'm talking like a pivotal thing in my life yeah. has changed. And yeah. I'm hoping it's going to be that for this book. Mm -hmm. um, so in it, let's talk about what solitude even means in this situation. He, Cal Newport, actually takes the definition from two guys named Raymond Kethledge and Michael Irwin. They have the book Lead Yourself First, and they define solitude as time spent free from inputs from other minds. Now, guys, when I first heard this definition of solitude, I was like, so does that mean audiobooks? Yeah, <laughs> it does. <laughs> In case you're wondering, yes. Because I, as you guys know, I mean, Felicia and I, literally this entire oh. podcast is us reading books and tell you guys about the books. Yes. So I was like, hold on a second. So that obviously that's not <clears throat> solitude though. Right. And, and you guys will hear, I've actually kind of revamped my, I still listen to a lot of books, but mm -hmm. I have more parameters than I had before about mm -hmm. the books. But are we spending actual time alone? Mm -hmm. And the reason where our brains, they call it um, in research, in like brain science, they call it the default network where you're actually not doing anything. You mm -hmm. can be walking or something, but you're not mm -hmm. doing like a task that requires your brain. Mm -hmm. And if you think about <clears throat> past generations before us, uh, literally from the beginning of time, mm -hmm. everybody had their brain going into that default network, mm -hmm. right? You're a farmer. You're out on the fields mm -hmm. with your own mind. Mm -hmm. And that's right? important. This doesn't mean you're sitting on, like, meditating on the cushion. Yes. That's not what it is. Although, it's just, although that is great. Meditation is and fantastic. add that in. Yes. <laughs> but um, I... Yeah, I just love that definition of moving past reacting to all this information created by other people and focusing mm -hmm. on your own thoughts, your own experiences, reflecting on that, but that mm -hmm. you could be cleaning mm -hmm. while doing this. Yes. <laughs> Yikes. Give me the shivers there. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> so I'm actually going to take a minute now and talk about the default network just a little bit. <clears throat> um they found in brain scans that when your brain isn't doing a specific task, it goes into this place that they've named the default network, which surprisingly, this is fascinating to me, our brains, the part of our brain that is actually activated during social, like important social connecting lights up. And if you think about it, I remember in high school, um, like I'd come back from a date and I'd be sitting on the kitchen table, just like sitting there. And my dad would be like, do you want to go to bed or anything or talk? And I'm like, no, no, I'm just need to process, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, downloading, like you're almost like, I think anyway, that the idea is that our brains spend a lot of time. Scientists, in fact, say this, that our brains spent a lot of energy on reading other people. Like we're reading social cues, we're reading mm -hmm. body language, all that kind of stuff. And 
there's actually this really important part of our brain that is actually connected with solitude, that we're actually better in social situations when we have solitude, which mm-hmm. seems paradoxical, mm-hmm. but it's really a, an awesome truth, which I guess is the concept of what a paradox is, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. um, but that is super, super important for us. And we can't do that when we're not actually, first of all, carving out solitude time for us ourselves. And then when our, we are together with social people, if we're not actually seeing people, yep, we're not getting that connection. either. So this important part of our brain isn't even being utilized if we right. don't have solitude and we don't have actual social situations. Right. Because in the book, he talks about how the best cycle for humans is to cycle between solitude, processing any, just your own brain time, the default network, and then deep personal like social connections. But that social media does not count yes it has <laughs> or to deep be like connection. actual yeah in fact he calls it conversation centric yeah so yeah. when you're actually talking mm-hmm. to a human mm-hmm. and you can see their body language mm-hmm. um so a couple things here first of all uh i want to share a personal example here and then we're going to share some examples of some really famous people in fact i would dare argue most influential people have if you look into their habits have solitude mm-hmm. But um, for me, I love solitude and I always have. When I went to college, I lived about, it was probably maybe a 10 or 15 minute walk from my dorm room to my class, my classes. And when I first got up there, I would take the shuttle like everybody else. And shuttles are fun, like they're all packed. And it took about the same time actually with all the stops to get there. But um, literally within two weeks of being up at school, guys, I felt I had never felt this in my life. I had, I had been busy before and I'd had, I mean, a lot of things on my to-do list before. So it wasn't necessarily that I was all of a sudden like, oh, this is more. In mm-hmm. fact, in a lot of ways, it was less mm-hmm. than I had going on in high school. But I felt the only way I can describe it is I felt like I was going crazy. Mm-hmm. I felt like jittery on the inside of me. Mm-hmm. My mind, I felt like uncomfortable Mm-hmm. It's hard to explain, like uncomfortable in my own mind. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, oh, no, like this is this is not mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. And so just like paying attention to myself and being aware of that, I was like, I and I hadn't gotten into meditation yet at the time. And I was like, I got to I don't know what's happening, but I felt like I need some alone time. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I was sharing a room with somebody mm-hmm. and at my house growing up, like I would just go and like sit on sit in my room for hours because yeah. I liked that alone time. <laughs> So what I did is I started just walking to school instead of taking the shuttle. Super simple change, but it meant I got a full half an hour every day of just walking, not talking to anybody. If somebody was like, do you want to walk with me? And I'm like, no, I do not want to walk with you. Mm -hmm. Not because I don't love people. I love chatting, but I needed that time. And guys, within, I mean, two days, it was like, oh, well, I'm fine. (laughs) This is fine. But I needed that solitude time. So I have literally seen, I mean, night and day difference in just a small amount of solitude just give yourself a little bit of time and there is actually something that all the greats have said in the you know what i mean like henry david thoreau emerson that say there is legitimately something about walking and processing thoughts at the same time like your body's moving it feels really great so if you're feeling a little like i'm stuck inside my mind Mm -hmm. that's a good and really easy way to like carve aside 10 minutes here 10 minutes there you can do it an office super easy you walk outside and you just walk around Mm -hmm. the building a few times Mm -hmm. but Wow. Just that little bit of solitude is, if I don't have that, I, and as a mom, we've talked about this so much. If I don't carve out that time, yeah, things start going downhill yeah. for me. I think two notes on that. One, with the jittery mind feeling, I think that 
I when we talked about this before and Terlin had told me this story, I think that's like a I'm gonna dare say a thing that happens to a lot of people in our like the world we live in right now because it's you're we're constantly having stuff being put into our brains and then our brains has to have to filter it out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or reorganize it in some way or figure out what you're going to do about mm-hmm. that specific information input and parker and i my husband and i talk a lot about this like sometimes you just have to say well a lot of times you just have to be like no to information coming mm-hmm. at you from you it's hard because you want like for me i i love to learn love to hear new things but sometimes i just have to be like i can't even hear that information right now like parker wanted me to He's for some reason wants to switch from iPhone to Samsung because it sounds like a fun change. And he comes to me, he starts talking. He just puts that on the table. And I'm like, I can't even hear that information. <laughs> like, I can't even think about changing my entire phone. <laughs> but sometimes I feel like that where your mind just like, like going crazy. Mm-hmm. And when I first start to either meditate or I love the idea of if you're having a hard time maybe getting into a meditation practice like try the walking in quotes meditation but just like a walking Mm -hmm. solitude time first without headphones without headphones Mm -hmm. just you and your mind and that has really helped me to like get past that jittery like if I start like say my workout with like not because I like to listen to books during my when I'm working out but with just silence Mm -hmm. it really helps my mind Mm-hmm. unjitter <laughs> yes an idea i just had as you were talking was it, when you were saying we have information coming in at us and our brain needs some time to process i was picturing i think what a lot of people do and i've experienced this before where you're just having things come at you all day and then then we lay down for bed at night without having had any solitude time to process mm-hmm. and then we wonder why it's hard to fall asleep right mm-hmm. because then totally. all of a sudden your brain's like whoa i got a little bit of solitude yeah and you're just going wild mm-hmm. but Thinking. we haven't given any process time before that so totally. maybe the five minutes before bed isn't uh, obviously that is going to be solitude time right. as you're laying in bed trying to fall asleep but if we've given our brain a little bit before i Might my hypothesis easier. is that that could be helpful at the end yeah, of the day i agree so great people throughout history have used solitude my favorite of the examples i mean we could go on for examples forever but my favorite is president lincoln Mm-hmm. He didn't live for a lot of his presidency, didn't actually live at the White House. He specifically chose to sleep at a cottage that was a ways away from the White House. So he'd leave all the hustle and bustle and he'd get in his little wagon thing mm-hmm. and go. And then he'd just sit at the cottage. Mm-hmm. And people like some of his biographers and stuff point out that oftentimes he would just be found sitting, just sitting in his chair in silence or like walking mm-hmm. around the garden. Mm-hmm. And he kept these little scraps of paper that he'd like notes that he'd put in his top hat. Mm-hmm. So when he'd have an idea, he'd like write it on the note and put it in his top hat. And um, in digital minimalism, he actually points out that the inspiration for the Gettysburg address came in those solitude times. It wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't, during you know sitting in the white house as people are coming in and out not that you can't have ideas there but you have to give yourself space for ideas Mm -hmm. and uh stephen pressfield in the book the art no sorry the war of art Art. Mm -hmm. which is so good so good he talks about how he writes every day and he he goes for a walk a solitude walk Mm -hmm. and that's where all the ideas come almost corrections like 
chapter seven, change that. Mm -hmm. What about this idea? Mm -hmm. And really for me, I think inspiration comes in moments of solitude and something I love guys, this feels, I don't know. It feels like liberation to me, but as I was reading this book and he was giving all these examples of people from the beginning, I mean, influential people who you've heard their names, you know, Cicero, Socrates, some Victorian, like really influential intellectual men. Mm -hmm. The thought that came to my mind was all these, I mean, I think being an influencer in centuries and millennia past, there definitely was some kind of an socioeconomic barrier to people. Mm -hmm. You didn't have leisure time or time to sit around and read and then process that reading and write beautiful things mm -hmm. unless you had the financial ability to do so. Right. I mean, I think for centuries, a lot of people, I mean, just staying alive was like the job of mm -hmm. the day. Right. So, but, but as time has gone by, a lot of us have access to books and I mean, intellectual things. So we all have more ability to be influencers. Mm -hmm. But specifically as a woman, and he even says this, one of the, the Victorian people that he quotes mentions men. And and then the author, Cal Newport, says, but back then, obviously, to him, he just saw women as like, well, obviously, you're not going to be carving out <laughs> solitude time for yourself because you got to take care of kids. Mm -hmm. But the idea that came to me was we live in a time where as women or men, we can choose to carve out ourselves some solitude time and become philosophers in our own right. Mm -hmm. And it feels to me like, it feels to me almost like a act of liberation mm -hmm. that I, as a woman, I can still take care of my children and have deep connections with the people that I love. And I also live in a time, thank heavens, where I can carve out solitude, time for solitude and actually develop my mind. And, and I mean, like, just like this here, Felicia and I, we get to yeah. read books and then talk about it mm -hmm. and have a voice that goes mm -hmm. across the whole world. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have people it's in Australia so cool. and it's yeah. so cool to me. I don't know. It feels like an act of liberation that we can all choose to actually have solitude time and join that group of people who use their minds to make mm -hmm. the world a better place. You mm -hmm. know? Yep. Know. And I loved, so going back to the description of Lincoln, they, in the book, Cal talks about how he, like, when you went into where he would do his writing and thinking and planning it was just like an, a desk and that's like pretty much it a desk a chair like looking out these windows um and then the, also he would when he would take the time to go on these long walks he would walk and people that i mean what he did get shot at when he was walking a couple times right mm -hmm. yeah like he was yeah, willing to like yeah. almost sacrifice his life for this solitude because it was so important to him and a quote in the book that i love was that conversation brings understanding and solitude um is the school of genius so we need both we need conversation with people yes. but that we have so much power in our own minds that a lot of times we're not even accessing most of the time we're not even accessing like we have all these great people who are doing great things were huge proponents and obviously would almost sacrifice their life for that solitude which i mm -hmm. thought was really cool mm -hmm. i like how you just compared the pulling in information and conversation as an important part of it because i actually look at listening to inspiring podcasts mm -hmm. and books as part of that like i'm rubbing shoulders with people who are inspiring me right but then you have to have that solitude time 
to create the genius of it. Mm-hmm. Say that say, say that sentence again. That was so good. So conversation is uh, conversation brings understanding. Mm-hmm. Solitude is a school of genius. Oh, I love that. And I think actually in the book yes. I wrote down is conversation. Oh, here it is. Conversation enriches the understanding. Solitude is a school of genius. Oh, yeah, so good. It. Okay, so how can we find solitude in this crazy, crazy world? We're going to take a break. And then we're going to talk about why we should and how we can find it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so the whole premise behind Cal Newport's book is that um, the way that we can find solitude in the time we live in is to take a detox from tech, screens, all this stuff. I, I really love this. Again, love this book. Something more I love about it is that Cal is around our age. He's like in his 30s, I think. He's a millennial. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. It's not like he's on his high horse. He's never used any sort of tech, had any screen time, yada, yada. And now he's like, everybody, stop using your screens. He's actually grown up in this time of social media. So I loved that. And what he, so in the book, he talks about how we need to take back control. So there's a lot of little tweaks and hacks that have been thrown out with um, managing your social media consumption or cutting back on it. But he does the challenge of a total detox. So you're going to rebuild your whole relationship with technology from scratch. So basically you take it all out and then find your deeply held values, your purpose behind using any sort of technology and use that as a foundation to then rebuild your relationship with technology which Carolyn and I have an episode on essentials which is a similar so this is a truth for us that if you can find your deeply held values your intentions for your life and then base your other your tech use in this case, your day-to-day life, your miracle morning, whatever it is, off of what your intentions are for your life, then it just feels good. It has Mm -hmm. so much more purpose. Yes, I totally agree. And we also have another episode called Curbing Your Your Own Screen Attachment, Mm -hmm. which we'll put a link to. But this, I love, this is like a really concrete step. It's kind of an extension to that idea, but really 
oh, making it super accessible in your life. So just a few, I just want to share a few stats to just help you motivate yourself in the, the idea. Just consider the possibility of doing this digital detox. Um, Felicia and I have been doing it and it is, it has been so awesome. Okay. So here's just a few, a few little tidbits of mm. things to process. Just frame you. So kids um, born after 1995 are the first generation of kids to have um, smart, like access to smartphones in their preteens. So mm -hmm. did he call them the I generation? I gen. Mm -hmm. I gen. Um, anyway, and uh, in college campuses across the United States, he shares this, uh, it's like a phenomenon. And we've actually touched on it a little bit. But literally, I mean, the, the one lady who he's talking about, she's, she works in the mental health department of college. And she said, her words were, literally, it felt like overnight, it went from, our run-of-the-mill mental health issues in college, mm -hmm. which were depression, a little bit of OCD, eating disorders, and a little bit of anxiety. Kind of just dispersed. <laughs> Dabbled. Then, literally within a year, it was around the 2011 year, um, anxiety through the roof. Like, she's like, I mean, like, buff up your staff. Like, I mean, tons and tons and tons and tons of kids are having issues with that. And all these things that they directly correlate with the coming out of, I'm not saying to, and just to be clear here, I just want to put this out there. We're not saying technology is bad. I no. think technology is amazing. Intentional use of technology, mm -hmm. not mindless, mindless consumption. Mm -hmm. That's a default because it's really addicting. Not and that easy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and easy. Mm -hmm. um, but the idea here, and we've, and we've all, we've shared this, but and I'm sure you guys have all heard it, but we all know the suicide rates connected with direct correlation with social media use in teens like mm -hmm. it's their brains are just not ready for that kind of mm -hmm. computer in their pocket mm -hmm. right yeah so i mean because like i grew up with a computer yeah. not in my pocket like right. i had to sit down at a desk right to access the right. computer but i mean smartphones are literally and a computer dial up in the internet yes <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah, exactly so um and just one oh if you guys have ever heard of colin karchner he's a guy who his his biggest like uh, platform is really motivating parents to help limit their kids screen time we can time. link his instagram too yeah we will. it's fascinating he's oh yeah. he's so good and it'll motivate you so much but he gives this example guys oh my heavens of how uh so we're talking about technology in general but obviously there's going to be a big conversation here about social media that uh he has talked to several emts so these are people in the ambulance helping kids after a suicide attempt so taking them from a suicide attempt to the hospital many many emts who say that the kids are freaking out because they don't have their phone in the ambulance going to the hospital and he gives one example of a girl now i'm not even on snapchat so i don't get this i but actually had to look up what this was <laughs> not snapchat there's something it's called old. streaks on snapchat it's like where you post it's like constant posting and or communicating with another like constant sending back and forth and you get a streak of like we spent sent 200 snapchats today or whatever huh. snapchat. okay sent 200 snapchats i don't even know if that's my verbiage <laughs> sorry snapchatters <laughs> anyway so it's something that has to do with constant constant yeah. communication mm -hmm. and she in the ambulance is yelling my streaks my streaks like you're gonna ruin my <laughs> yeah. streaks because you've taken my phone away 
to mm-hmm. drive to the hospital because she just tried to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. So crazy. I mean, like, and his whole his whole point is this is not normal behavior. Like, right. this is not healthy. Like, this is not <clears throat> healthy. Yeah, that's the right <clears throat> word. Normal. I don't even. I don't even. What's normal? What is that? <laughs> so yeah, good point. It's not healthy. This isn't mm-hmm. healthy. So what can we do here to re-look at this? And another important thing just to point out, um, and in digital minimalism, he goes through the in-depth details about, like, say, for example, what Steve Jobs intended the iPhone to be, which was Mm -hmm. just a convenient combination of an iPad and a phone. Mm -hmm. Isn't that convenient? Mm -hmm. Like, nobody even foresaw that it would become this computer brain suck that just, like, pulls our attention. And it's actually... There's, they call it the attention economy. Mm-hmm. It's literally where instead of you're not the customer anymore looking at the screen, the customer is the ad people, right? Mm-hmm. So companies, all the developers are creating things that will hold your attention long enough and they can charge people for ads for your FaceTime or, you know what I mean? Like for your eyeballs looking at the screen. Mm-hmm. So if you can kind of reframe that to be like, oh, wait, hold on. I'm not the customer here ad people are the customers to sell me something. Mm -hmm. And if you look at it, like the psychology of it going, I mean, every, uh, like there's so many things on Facebook and I mean, all these things that are literally designed to give us little baby bits of dopamine hits. They're things like random positive reinforcement Mm -hmm. and the like button and all these things that are literally designed to like suck us in. And it gives Mm -hmm. us these little, little baby. It's actually comparable to what you get when you're gambling. That Mm -hmm. same, Mm -hmm. uh, your brain response is the same thing. So, so once you kind of realize that it's almost like your eyes are open to like, Oh, okay. So I want to be intentional about this. I don't want to just be because somebody has made this really enticing. That's the only reason why I'm looking at this. Mm-hmm. I want it to be intentional. Mm-hmm. So that's where the digital detox idea comes, comes in. in. <laughs> just being intentional about it. Getting what you want out of, say, for example, if you take the benefits of social media, he actually says, most people say, well, I want to be connected on social media because I get value from it and I stay connected mm-hmm. to the people who I love, blah, blah, blah. But he found that if you actually are intentional about it to do those things, to be inspired by the people who you are inspired by, mm-hmm. you know, like seeing what Felicia posts mm-hmm. is it, totally inspiring to me and connecting to the people who you love that actually, he actually says when people are really intentional about it, it actually only takes 30 minutes a week mm-hmm. to get the benefit you want out of mm-hmm. social media. Mm-hmm. Not the Taking four, all the mindless, not the four hours that most people spend of mm-hmm. just mindless scrolling in mm-hmm. every spare moment they have in the day. Mm-hmm. So you can actually still, so just, you know, we're not advocating permanent, never get on technology again. Right. It's just being intentional about it and finding out that, Oh my heavens, I can actually get the meaning out of it in 30 minutes instead of four hours. Mm-hmm. And that leaves me with three and a half hours something else yeah totally so his digital detox will will give the condensed version which you can take and do it we'll give it thorough enough but if you do want to read the book do it it's really good so the first step in the digital detox is um establish which of your optional technologies that you're using that you can step away from without creating major problems in professional life or your personal life. So what can you just get rid of totally without creating mm-hmm. any friction? So like Boom Beach, like a game on your <laughs> iPhone, you can safely eliminate that you and not affect crush. anybody. You yes. can't just probably for most people's jobs, you probably can't just like stop looking at email. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yep. So um, just kind of do a little mm-hmm. analysis there. What mm-hmm. can I actually totally eliminate? Yeah. Even though it's out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Just 
consider for 30 days eliminating that mm-hmm. part completely yep and when i looked at when i looked at my phone like the apps i'm like going through and i'm like delete 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 i mean there are most all of them besides maybe like probably five to eight things are like totally unnecessary for daily living <laughs> like nobody's gonna die i'm not gonna lose my job if i just delete these apps um and then the second step is to take the leap and give ourselves a 30-day break while we rediscover the activities that generate real satisfaction without being attached to our devices. So this is where the high quality, low quality, is that exactly how he says it? High quality and low quality leisure mm-hmm. um, comes in. So you're eliminating all this stuff. And for each of us, it's going to be different how our digital detox looks because we we do have some things that we need for our professional or personal lives some part of technology that we actually need to use so it's really um detoxing figuring out what your detox is that is the most important like we all just can't throw our phone in the river for 30 days Mm -hmm. so um we'll share our detoxes because I think it'll help give you a framework. Mm -hmm. So for me, my parameters for my detox is, um, I took everything. So when I say everything, I'll actually give a breakdown because we all have different stuff. All the, I don't really play games on my phone, but, um, there were some just like random apps that I just like took off because it felt good, but I don't really use them. But then social media. So Facebook, Facebook messenger, um, Pinterest, Instagram are like all the social media brain suckers. I took those off my phone. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Amazon email, our, um, communication thing that we use for work. It's called Slack. All of those. I also took off my phone, but star disclaimer i still use those for work almost Mm -hmm. every single day so when i i set aside my work time i go do all those things on my computer instead of Mm -hmm. on my phone Mm -hmm. where in the past i would find myself like oh i need to go to the bathroom i could hurry and check in on these two emails that are like pinging in the back of my mind that i remember that i saw earlier because i opened my email because it's on my phone which not only leaves me no solitude but also is way less productive Mm -hmm. than would you just sit down and do it all Mm -hmm. concisely at the same time Mm -hmm. and i find myself forgetting less stuff because i'm not mindlessly just opening things and thinking my brain's just gonna remember it yes so that for me is to so one huge part of my digital detox is only work stuff in the work time and Mm -hmm. i haven't figured out exactly the balance with um instagram because those of you who use it for work and stuff you know that its capabilities on the computer aren't that great so i'm finding myself i have to like re-download it mm-hmm. but so we'll see mm-hmm. that's kind of annoying i don't know if that's gonna work but we will see i love that you're pointing out that you're just by putting those things on your computer mm-hmm. makes a huge difference huge and you're actually saying that you're efficiency is going more way productive. up yeah way yeah. more productive mm-hmm. when you're actually sitting down to do it and not like yes. walking to the car like let me send an email so yeah. silly which has been proven time and time again by mm-hmm. i mean for our work week comes to mm-hmm. mind by tim ferris yep that if you can actually just block out time like email is one of those things that they've shown during the workday. even if you just check an email 
and don't even respond to it right. in the middle of a project, your brain gets derailed for like a half an hour yeah, or totally. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like it's the ultimate product. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. you have to answer emails, but if you can just limit it to, I'm sitting down right now mm-hmm. and for the next 15 minutes, I'm actually just going to be responding to emails and not for the rest of right. the next five hours. Right. Yeah. I think, yeah. That's, I think that's brilliant. Very helpful. And then the last part of, so when it comes to my audiobooks, my beloved listening. Um, and podcasts. Yeah. And podcasts. So I do audio listening when I, when I'm working out alone. So obviously not if I choose to work out with other people when I'm working out alone or, um, cleaning and not helping my kids to learn how to clean, but like just <laughs> cleaning the daily, mask cleaning. yes, the daily mask cleaning. Yes. So that is my digital detox. And also, um, Parker and I, we talked about this, but on the last episode, but we are trying to, um, in our like time that we get to be together at night to mix in less just watching shows and more um, reading or like can we've also talked about like we think it sounds fun to like learn how to cook new things together or you know different high quality leisure mixed in with because we do love shows and there's nothing wrong with watching movies or shows if that brings you happiness but we're trying to mix in more high quality leisure and um we'll talk more about high and low quality leisure and what that actually means but it feels so good mm-hmm. so yeah good. you guys remember a few episodes ago where felicia said we try not to watch shows like a couple nights a week and i was like what <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'll consider that but what would we do like i don't even know well, this, we've been doing it, you know, this past week and wow, like it, there's actually a few nights a week mm-hmm. where specifically like acro yoga, we can actually go to an acro yoga class, be connecting, mm-hmm. it's fun. He's like lifting me and doing fun things mm-hmm. and there's no show involved and it's way better. Yeah, anyway, so totally. I'm like changing my mind about that where before <laughs> I was just two weeks ago, literally I was like, eh, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, oh wow, we can actually do fun things together. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the parameters of my detox um, so what I, we did is I, me and my husband like talked about it and then I was like, let's take a couple of days. We actually took the weekend to decide, okay, what are our parameters going to be that mm-hmm. we can actually stick with for a mm-hmm. month and what mine are very similar to Felicia's. Uh, so I have, I took off all of those apps off of my phone and now I just have to access them from my laptop. Mm-hmm. So like Facebook, Amazon, <laughs> um, which oh, is helping my budget a lot. Mm-hmm. And even the internet, I took off the internet off my phone, email, all that off my phone. And then what I've tried to do is I, ch- I check email once a day, which luckily works for my life. I know for like my husband, he, he needs to check it at least twice. Um, and I can't remember maybe even three times a day, but like at specific times, mm-hmm. the idea is on your laptop, mm-hmm. check them, but only do it at those times. Don't just like randomly mm-hmm. go into those things. And even internet, that's actually the thing I've missed the most. I haven't realized until I started this how many times a day I randomly internet search for things. Mm -hmm. Just random things. You know, Mm -hmm. how long do snails live? Mm -hmm. What kind of leaf is this? (sighs) I don't know. Like, it's just, I I actually, like, there's been so many times. Literally the first morning we started the detox, probably before my kids went to school, I had seven things come to my mind of, like, random, random. (laughs) Searches. Random searches. You know, like, wait, where's the closest? I don't know. All those things. Mm -hmm. And now it's, it's, like, calming down a little bit. And if it's an important thing, I actually just take a note of look this up later. Mm-hmm. Or if it's something I really want on Amazon, I just write it down. Mm-hmm. If it's not that important, though, and I can kind of feel it, I just let it go. And mm-hmm. surprise, I can't even remember it yeah. by the end of the day. 
anyway. anyway, so all those things are off my phone, and now just I actually have to sit down. And it's actually, did you guys know that it's actually better for your brain to look at a big screen mm. than a small screen because mm. the angles and probably of your, your eyes. Is. Yeah, the angle of your eyes. So you're actually just giving yourself a. That's you're helping treat. yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in more than just your emotional ways, but your actual mm-hmm. brain chemistry works better. Mm-hmm. And then um, I, my rule is even with social media for this month. More, I think I'll decide at the end of the month I'll probably do more than this. Um, but right now I'm doing just on Saturday mornings, pulling out my laptop and doing social media, connecting with people, posting, all those kinds of things. And for me, I have committed to listening to audiobooks and podcasts when I am driving, when there's not somebody in my passenger seat. Mm-hmm. Normally we listen to audiobooks as a family, but right now the, the top is off our car and so the kids can't even hear the books. Mm-hmm. So I... I give myself permission to listen to my own. Um, but if somebody's in the passenger seat, then I don't. Mm-hmm. And also when I'm doing the daily task cleaning, I probably daily have an clean. hour of just mm-hmm. like daily tasks that I have to do mm-hmm. that aren't connecting. It's just me wiping down the table for the 10th <sighs> time or whatever. Anyway, so those Sludge. are the times. And the reason why, and actually I still, I still get a lot of time for my reading and podcast stuff, but the idea is I'm not just like every spare minute just sticking it in yeah. and listening. Mm-hmm. Like I'm actually letting any other time of day, if it's not doing those two things, then I actually just allow myself mm-hmm. to either be alone or watching mm-hmm. my kids or whatever. So, and then another thing, the, part of my detox is, uh, so on my, on my phone, I still have my books mm-hmm. and my like camera and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but everything else is off. And, uh, I have made the rule for myself that for this month, I can't bring my phone into my bathroom. <sighs> even though I don't even have like social media to look at on my phone anymore. I still like find myself like wanting. In fact, there's been so many times where I've like pulled up my phone. I'm just looking at the screen with like bare of apps. There's yeah. like no apps even on it. Right. <laughs> I'm just staring at it. Like, is there something here? Probably yes. a full 30 seconds will go oh, by and yeah. I'm like, okay, there's nothing here for me. I'll set it down. Anyway. So for me, it actually is helpful for me just mm-hmm. to not bring it into the bathroom at all. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I've noticed that multiple times of like the, just my, like just mindless look at my phone. Like what do I look at the weather? Like I'm just like <laughs> <Yeah>. staring. <laughs> my husband said it's that automatic. too. He's cause he's doing this with us and Parker's doing it too. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. We've just, just like told them about the book and then they're doing it with us. And yeah, he said, he's like, there's so many times where I just like pull it out. You know, it was also helpful. He gives us tip in the book, but to wear a watch because so many of us just yes. pull our phones to check the yes. time all the time. And then mm-hmm. it ends up leading to other mm-hmm. things. But if you just have a watch, you can actually just look at I the time. I need a watch because Parker has a watch. He's really good about wearing a watch and it's a military time, which is super annoying because he'll tell me the time military time. I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> I'm not going to compute that right now. But he's like, well, you just need a watch. I do need a watch. I'm putting that on my list. You know what? I just I just got this for Jeff, so he won't hear this, actually, before I give it to him. Mm-hmm. But um, you can – so this is what I used to always do. I just buy a really, really inexpensive waterproof watch, so you mm-hmm. don't even have to take it off. Mm-hmm. Like, you can shower in it, yeah. swim with it, whatever, but cheap. Like, I'm saying, you can get them for under $10. Yeah. And then I just wear it until it dies. Mm-hmm. So – Anyway, I'm getting him one so that he can experience the joy of the really cheap watches. Carolyn <sighs> actually got me. I have a hard time like wearing anything on my wrist. It drives me nuts. Even mm. like hair ties. Mm. And so <laughs> as Carolyn has 45 hair ties on her wrist right now. <laughs> I have me and two daughters who steal them all the time. So I literally have four like, on my yeah, wrist I have right all now. Boys, so I don't But I need like a is there is there like a flat watch? <laughs> like a sticker. You Anybody does like, like a sticker watch, send it to me. Because I need that. Okay, so here is the key, though, with all of this that I think is 
so important when you're doing the digital detox. So you look at your, what do I, what do I need to do in my day that it's like, I can't get past this. So I need to be able to access X, Y, Z, everything else gone. Um, and how you figure that out is boiling it down to what is actually important and on your essentials, what's your intentions for your life? Why are you, why, why would you even do this? And for me, it's so I can, um, calm my own mind and have peace and solitude, even if the world is busy, because especially as moms and parents and people in the workplace and everyone who lives right now, actually, everything, <laughs> every human, <laughs> every human, the world is crazy. So I want to be able to have peace and solitude in my own mind and calm in my life. Mm -hmm. So that's my why. Um, and then the hard part is when you take all of that out, you're going to feel that itch and that jittery and probably sometimes boredom. So it's important to have high quality leisure that you can do in those times when you're feeling that in those times when you're maybe taking it away at night, when you're usually hanging out with your husband, watching a show or whenever it is. And I think, so Cal talks about how high quality leisure, um, a lot of the time is more physically exhausting, exhausting. That's not the right word. Exerting. Mm -hmm. Or mentally. Or mentally than just watching a show or vegging out, scrolling on your phone or something. Um, and us, as humans who live in a busy time right now, hear it and we're like, oh, learn how to like watercolor or take a, you know, Woodworking pottery class. class. <laughs> yeah, or like do a tile project in my house. It's like, woof, that sounds like so much work. Um, but if you think about all this time in your day where your energy is just being sucked out by ping, 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 social media, phone, getting back to people, like constant energy suck. Of course, we're all exhausted at the end of the day because our brain has had no break whatsoever. And I, I put this, I connected this when I was talking to my father-in-law and he was kind of like, you know, I don't meditate, but I get plenty of solitude because he has so he has so much time in his day where he feels like he is his brain is like just resting and maybe pondering and thinking about stuff that is in his default network but he's not just filling all those moments and i can say he is quite the project doer oh he's and always service working. oriented he always has energy yeah. for other people or other things or um a new thing he wants to try and so I think there is a connection between uh, the time that the energy that we spend in the day doing unnecessary tech screen time that you'll realize when you take it out, you have a lot more energy for other high quality leisure. So those can be things like reading instead at night with your spouse, maybe going on a walk, um, trying a new sport, like yoga for Terlin, cooking together painting, woodworking. I even put in caps sleeping because a lot of the times tech takes away from us getting good night's rest. Um, working with your hands like on home projects instead of seeing them as like a burden if that's fun for you. Like for me, I actually enjoy them when I do them, but I always feel like, oh, I can never have enough energy. So, you know, like learning how to like tile or something like that. Those are all high quality leisure. Mm -hmm. And it almost takes a different... If you just switch your mindset, 
It's amazing how all mm-hmm. of a sudden it feels different. And our hypothesis is that the reason why at the end of the day, all we want to do is just sit on the couch is because we haven't given ourselves any solitude time during the day mm-hmm. or in the morning. I mean, you guys all know that we're obsessed with morning rituals, but I think giving yourself solitude sometime throughout the day makes so that when you do have some leisure time, you actually want to live instead of just zoning out on a couch. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the, the mindset change is that it actually is rejuvenating to challenge your brain or your body in doing things that you love. Like Parker and Felicia sometimes will play soccer together, which sounds yeah. really f- fun mm-hmm. to them. <laughs> To people who like sports. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I would like it. Maybe I should try it. But, um, but you know what I mean? Like the idea, and he even says that concept of being handy, like where she's saying, like, learn how to tile. Mm-hmm. When you get that sense of like a little bit of accomplishment, like, oh, I can fix something. Right. And I can YouTube something. He's like, it's amazing. We yeah. can use technology as a yeah. tool. Yeah. YouTube had to do it. We can fix our dishwasher. Mm-hmm. It gives you a sense of accomplishment, mm-hmm. which totally energizes us. Mm-hmm. And he gives this example of he has like over a thousand people who have tried. The, he like of all of his like listeners um, try this. And he had them do this experiment together. And he has this list of all these things that people picked up in the space that the technology in their life was taking up just the random mindless technology. Mm -hmm. And I mean, examples like people learned how to like knit and Mm -hmm. some people created, like learned how to do woodworking and learned to love it and turn that into a business Uh because they loved it. And so there's all sorts, there's like this whole world guys of things to learn truly that if we can reframe the idea of leisure that doesn't always have to be just sitting in front of a TV. Although I do love watching a movie. You know what I mean? I do love it. There's nothing it. wrong with that. Yeah. But that perhaps there is also more that mm-hmm. that really actually does energize us. And mm-hmm. sometimes that includes spending mental and physical energy mm-hmm. on that. Totally. So anyway, uh, one one item here when we're talking about high quality leisure and low quality leisure, he's saying is like just, you know, just watching a show. Um, I just want to just review the steps of the detox for those of you who are maybe a little, I just want to make sure you know it going forward. If you want to try this detox out with us and let us know how it goes. So remember the first step is find out which, think about it and which, which of your optional technologies can you live without for a month? Mm -hmm. So go a little bit past your comfort zone, but make sure you're not jeopardizing your work or something. Mm -hmm. Try cutting those out for 30 days. And then a really important step is the final step is you reintroduce after 30 days from scratch by looking Mm -hmm. at your values and what you care about and maybe what leisure activities you've discover that you're like, I want to keep time for this thing. Mm-hmm. I love doing this on Wednesday nights with my husband or this hobby that I've picked up. I really enjoy it. I want to leave space for that. Mm-hmm. Then from your values, choose going forward. I'm going to have, I'm going to keep these things and I'm going to reintroduce a few of these other things mm-hmm. back into it mm-hmm. for like a long time, like for a lifetime. And right. it doesn't mean you're stuck with that forever. You can always tweak things, but the idea that for the rest of your life, you're going to be very intentional. You're not just going to, mm-hmm download a game app because people are talking about it mm-hmm. you know you're yeah. gonna think about it do i do i, I want to sacrifice a mm-hmm. few hours of my life every week mm-hmm. to this if mm-hmm. not i'm not going to mm-hmm. you know yep okay so i try this or not but i would encourage all of you to at least try it i think this has been a game changer and i've only done it for a few days and i've noticed like huge just more peace so hold that schedule in solitude so in your schedule, create that, those little gaps of white space where you don't have anything mm-hmm. filling your time. No input from any other minds right. in this space. Yep. And I just want to plug this in there. Miracle morning time is a great time for sure. that. If you want to review yep. morning routines, we have many episodes mm-hmm. about morning routines. Mm-hmm. 
and then try the digital detox, the steps we just went through. Um, and then also huge step. Think of some high quality leisure that you think, hmm, maybe I could like to do that. Um, so that when you're feeling that itch, you can pick up your book that you've decided you want to read instead of turn on a show. So, and another I, thing with high quality leisure that he points out that I love, perhaps you might find, and if you guys experience this, tell us, cause I really actually want to hear it. A lot of people find even in their work day that when they don't allow themselves the distractions of checking email every 20 minutes mm-hmm. or checking Facebook or watching a show as you're working, <laughs> that all of a sudden your eight hour work day maybe only is five hours now. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. actually leaves you an extra three hours. Guess what? If you love fishing, you can fish for three hours. Yep. It's the idea of actually not only the, just the random time that we think of in the evening, but I mean, this could apply to like, you could actually open up some time mm-hmm. if you're not being distracted as you're doing your actual job. Mm-hmm. So Yep. Totally. Consider that. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us on this one and let's find the magic. Brown cows. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>